Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. working is that oh, I've done it too big um, right then it's time for live Q&A with me Jonathan Stiano and um, yeah that's my prompt for the for the day uh, so I've got lots of questions here to go through and as ever if you've got any questions I do ask them, but I think I'm in a bit of a habit of missing them, so don't be offended if I miss them. I will get to them, or I will respond to you, and I will answer them again next week. Um, so we've got, uh, I'm going to kick off with a gynecomastia question here. Would it, patient who's asking, will it, if I have gynecomastia correction, will it never come back? And I also suffer from big puffy nipples, which give me confidence issues wearing clothes. Uh, what can be done about them? So, will it ever come back? The easy answer is no, it won't ever come back. If you have gynecomastia correction, the tissue is removed forever for good, and it will never come back. Now, it's usually moved by a combination of liposuction and um, excision. And sometimes I get a lot of people say to me, when things are having lipo, when they're having liposuction, it'll come back again. They since, I don't know where, I don't know where this is written somewhere that liposuction stuff comes back again, but that's not true. Liposuction removes the fat permanently whatever, it doesn't matter whether you do liposuction or cut the fat out, it's removed permanently. Now the only thing that I would say is that it can come back, uh, so that tissue is removed forever, but you can come back for two reasons, basically if you don't solve the source of the problem, so if there is a reason for you having the gynecomastia, the common reasons well, the commonest reason is there is no reason, so that's probably not a common reason for having a reason. Um, okay, so the common reasons are things like steroids, anabol anabolic steroids, and certain drugs can cause it, um, which are treated certain for treating certain conditions. So if you don't stop those, med those medications, then um, that then it can come back. Also, if you have a hormone imbalance, if you've got a problem an underlying problem that's causing the gynecomastia, then it can come back again. And number one, and number two, if you put on weight, that's the big one, that's the biggie. If you put on weight, um, you will put on weight everywhere and, and it may come back on your chest area. So it's not sort of the gynecomastia coming back, it's more of an extension of the problem. So if you hadn't had the gynecomastia corrected and put on weight, it would be even bigger. So the gynecomastia correction resets you to a better place, but your body will change if things happen. If you have hormone imbalances, if you take steroids, or if you put on weight, your body will change. It would have changed before as well, but some people perceive it that the gynecomastia is coming back. It's not the gynecomastia that you have removed coming back, it's just the stuff that's already there getting bigger. Uh, so yeah, so okay. and the puffy nipple things, a lot of people say, oh, I've got puffy nipples, and uh, we get a lot of inquiries about puffy nipples and nipple problems, when in fact it's actually gynecomastia, so I know what you mean about the puffy nipples, and what usually is the case is that when you remove the gynecomastia, the tissue behind the nipple, the nipple then shrinks back again, and that solves the problem. 
there are things you can do specifically to help nipples, because I think you said puffy and big nipples. Um, I think what you mean by that is the areola, the, bit, the brown bit around the uh, nipple. That can be reduced. Some people do have a, an enlarged areola, and that can be reduced, moving the skull all the way around the areola and uh, making it smaller. That is possible. But usually, the actual puffiness and the, and the fullness of the nipple and the areola uh, is reduced when they're getting a classroom behind it is, pull, is, is removed and pulled back. So it's usually corrected by the gynecomastia correction without having to address the nipple specifically. But you know, have to see in your situation that that's normal in the case. <clears throat> Got a patient who's been touched, said has had a tummy tuck. Uh, she had a tummy tuck a few years ago and has put on weight. Can I help? Wish I could. Wish I could. We've been looking at doing things with weight loss and we have looked into that. Um, but at the moment, I can't really help. I don't really... Uh, when I say we've been looking at doing things with weight loss, we're looking at having people come to the clinic who uh, who uh, work, work with weight loss and, and help those sorts of issues. Um, but at the moment, I can't. For personally, I can't because basically you need to lose the weight. That's what what needs to happen. Um, so I, I and this is the problem when having the surgeons, like I was saying about the gynecomastia. If you put on weight, it will go on your whole body. And so if you have a tummy tuck, spend thousands of pounds and then put on weight, it will potentially go on your tummy. Um, so that's, that's um, yeah, so I can't really help with that. Um, um, good candidate for fat injections, breast enlargement. Um, what is a good, a couple of questions about this. We've got one patient who's going to America or somewhere for, to see a surgeon and wants to see someone locally and heard that I did fat grafting and all this sort of thing. Um, I do do fat grafting, I do do fat injection, and it is a way that you can do breast enlargement. It's not something that I really do much of for cosmetic breast enlargement personally, because in my experience, the volumes that you can use are quite small, the results are quite subtle, and what I really use, a good candidate for fat injection is someone who is using one, who needs one side treated, so that's usually a breast asymmetry, or someone who's got a problem like a contour deformity, or maybe you've got a bit of some rippling or something like that, or some reason to have just a bit of localized fat to give a bit of extra cover, because the volumes are small when you do fat grafting. And so for a cosmetic breast enlargement, where you want to put quite a significant volume into each breast, in my hands, fat grafting is not really there yet. It's quite expensive, um, and it often has to be repeated because those results are quite subtle. There's often limitation of donor sites, because by definition, most people who um, require breast augmentation with a small volume, which is who a fat grafting case would be, a small volume breast augmentation. They don't have much donor sites. They usually don't have much subcutaneous fat on their bodies, so that's often an issue. Um, and so it's difficult to get an ideal candidate there. Most people who've got a lot of fat to harvest have got a fair-sized breast already and would therefore need a fair-sized implant to make a significant enhancement of it, and fat grafting wouldn't cut the mustard in my uh, hands and I really I used to use it a lot for breast reconstruction when I was doing reconstruction um, for because uh, that's usually one side and then to augment you know you use do something to reconstruct the breast and you use fat grafting to augment it and it works really well and it's a fantastic technique and I love it dearly but uh, um, I don't do it really for cosmetic augmentation because it's such a subtle result uh, and often needs to be repeated and is quite expensive so it's not really something that I particularly recommend personally, so I don't know, I'm um, sorry about that. 
go to America and see the guy. Can a nose job be done under local anesthetic? Well, I don't do nose jobs, disclaimer, um, but uh, yes, it can. Um, it's amazing what you can do under local anesthetic. So local anesthetic is when you stay awake. It's usually a local anesthetic with sedation, so you'd be sedated, uh, but it can be done. It can be quite uncomfortable, particularly a nose job. There can be quite a lot of, of jolting, um, so you have to be up for it. But it is potentially something that can be done with local anesthetic, and I understand some people don't want a general anesthetic. And the, by and large, I would say most people have it done with general anesthetic. It's standard to have average general. But if you have a reason that you don't want a local, uh, general, then it's something that could be done, although I don't do it. So I guess you have to talk to your surgeon about that. Um, can I remove a mole at home? Mm, no. No, I wouldn't remove a mole at home. Um, there are things people talk about, they talk about tying a string around it and the base of it and like a thread and like sort of necrosing it and it goes black and falls off. But sometimes it leaves a bit of a nubbins, it can leave a bit of a wound, not very sterile. No, I wouldn't remove them all at home. Easy to to that one. I think that I'd go to the doctor or a doctor and uh, get it treated in a medical facility and then like dress it and stuff afterwards and some wound care. So yeah. Um, I've had, well, I haven't, this patient's had skin cancer. What are the chances of it recurring? So, yes. Uh, oh, we've got a comment. I've got a comment. Sorry. Um, I will answer the, that question. Um, it says one comment, but I can't see it. Anyway, um, when you've had a skin cancer, yes, it can come back. This particular patient's had what's called a BCC. There are different types of um, skin cancer. So, yes, you're at high risk. Well, first of all, when you do the surgery, to remove the skin cancer, you have to remove it with a rim of normal skin. It's only something like a BCC. If you remove it with a rim of normal skin, it is, you are cured and it will not come, that BCC will not come back because once they're completely excised, they're cured. But you're at high risk of getting others, so that's the thing to be aware of. You, are, you have to be vigilant and look out. Once you've had one skin cancer, you're at a high risk of getting others, so you need to be vigilant. Well, we should all be vigilant anyway, it's like particularly on sun exposed areas, any little spot that doesn't heal up, any mold that changes. BCC is not really a mole that changes, but it's a different type of skin cancer, but still, we should all be vigilant for these things. Um, and I see here, actually, I've um, got a patient who's here, and she asked a question, which I was going to reply by email, but I can reply here, because I think it's, I've uh, got a patient who's a couple of weeks post uh, breast augmentation, and I can't remember the question, <laughs> it was something about um, breast still numb, I, I think, uh, two couple of weeks after breast augmentation, totally normal, totally normal. Don't worry about it. Uh, often feels numb, can feel weird, can feel hypersensitive, low sensitivity, all sorts of weird sensations in the first few weeks. Usually comes back to life, certainly for breast augmentation, very uncommon to have a long-term problem with the sensation of the breast. So the nipple, in the early stages, is often the way that you get all sorts of weirdness. So totally don't worry about it in two weeks. I have got a comment. I cannot see it for the life of me. It says one comment here. Sorry about that. Um, but uh, if it's a question, I will definitely answer it in the comments section, and I will also um, uh, bring it up next week uh, if, if appropriate. And I uh, don't know why I can't see it, but there you go. Fly, say la vie. Sorry. Hello? Oh, God. Right. I'm checking out. That was a bit awkward. Wish I could edit this, but I can't. Anyway, right. Embarrassed about that. Um, yeah, but 
checking out now. I'll answer the comment in the, in the chat section. Peace be with you. Have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.